shot of wrestling episode 92 and away we go i be busting freestyles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment brothers of destruction undertaker chain sit in the fire or get pooed like roman brain give this dude love and you got my back man you're so kind and hit that cactus jack and patty gag the face Run the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit, we going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Hello, happy Thanksgiving. Hope y'all enjoyed your day. I am your boy at Michael J. Putty back here in studio. However, Green Man is not. My man had a big Thanksgiving, had lots of leftovers. Ergo, he is still in a tryptophan coma. Not been able to leave his house for the last three, four days. Even couldn't waddle his way to studio for this episode. So, just your boy here. Help y'all enjoy your holiday and getting ready for the Christmas season. Thanks to the Boulevard Bullies for filling in for me. You know, it takes three men to fill in for me. For episode 91. Great episode, guys. Thank you very much. But as I sat and reflected on what I'm thankful for this year. To you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. For some reason, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, but as for my vacation, I know y'all want to know about it. It was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Very restful. Very relaxing. If I was not in bed, I made my way to my couch. And then from my couch, I made my way to my bed. It was very, very restful. I needed it. Energized those batteries. And I caught up on a lot of DVR going into the, my vacation. My DVR was dancing around... High 80s of memory foliage, if that's a word, I guess. Yeah, so your boy did a lot of damage on that. Watched Ballers. I have not watched one episode of this past season, so I caught up on all those episodes, burned through it. It was weird. It was a good episode, a good season. A lot of stuff happened, but yet in the end, nothing happened. So did I just waste my time? Fun happens in season four, I believe it's coming up. Vice Principles, I had one third left of the first season, and the entire second and last season the watch caught up on that great show oh man what a wacky crazy ending good show if you don't watch vice principles on hbo go check that out and i caught up, caught up on total bellas way behind on total bellas i still have not actually caught up on season one i watched season two man mama bella's hot oh man smoking the phrase they got it from their mama it works here i had other little shows random shows random specials random documentaries on my dvr but i also had the entire season so far of how to get away with murder and it kind of lost me last season so i watched one up the season premiere of this season halfway through i was bored you know what i bounced i bailed i'm done with how to get away with murder does not hold me anymore it's boring it's too slow i have no clue what the fuck is going on so yeah i bailed if you're still watching tell me i'm wrong i might get back into it and also i'm a big mets fan and one of my favorite players of all time is the great mike piazza me and The Voice had a great conversation how he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer back on the Slim Sheffrey experience. Definitely go check it out. I think it's still on iTunes. Definitely, I think it's still on Podbean too, so go check it out. But he got inducted to the Hall of Fame last year, and the MLB Network ran a special on him and his life and his career. I taped it. For some reason, I just never watched it. So finally took the time and watched it. It was phenomenal. It reminded me how awesome this guy was, how great, what a pure athlete he was. And also, what an asshole douchebag Roger Clemens is. The fucking guy beams him in the head intentionally. Bullshit, it wasn't. Intentionally. 
And then later on, I think it was during the World Series, Mike Piazza breaks his bat. The bat goes to Roger Clemens, who picks it up and throws it directly to Mike Piazza, who is making his way to first base. Mike Piazza stunned, as everyone in the world was, and started to walk over to him. Roger Clemens is yelling, being a pussy, backing down, pleading his case, saying, I thought it was the ball. I thought it was the ball. Yo, if you thought it was the ball, why are you throwing it to Mike Piazza at your first baseman, douchebag? But anyway, I digress. You know, still watching the Curse of Oak Island, I'm saying, if you guys are not on that show, get on that now. Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock on the History Channel. And right after it is a new show called The Hunt for the Zodiac Killer. And I've heard of the Zodiac Killer, knew nothing about him, but I knew the name. So I'm watching Curse of Oak Island. Right away, it goes into the hunt for the Zodiac Killer. 10 o'clock on the History Channel. They're not paying me to do that. And it is a very fascinating story, very fascinating show. Is this iconic, world-famous detectives who are retired. And the supercomputer who can, if you input enough information, can start thinking like a serial killer, which is weird. So they find hints and clues and go back to all the cases linked to the Zodiac Killer. Even those... That weren't linked to him because apparently he said he killed 37 people, but he's only been accredited to like seven or eight. Episode one, boom, they got their guy. Episode two, holy shit, a new suspect emerges. So it is a roller coaster. Make sure you check out the hunt for the Zodiac Killer. Anyway, so on Ballers, there was this guy who was drinking alcohol from a mug. From a mug. Now, for some reason, your boy never thought of that. I've always drinking my shit out of a glass. Like, what do I think I am? The royal family? Now, I never drink coffee, I don't drink tea, I don't drink hot chocolate, really anything hot, so I don't really need a mug, but I've gotten a couple over the years, and when I moved into my own apartment, I brought one, my favorite mug, it is a Wiley Coyote mug, so here I am, sitting in the studio, drinking out of my mug like a gentleman. <sighs> Great stuff. There's also an HBO special called A Night of Too Many Stars, hosted by John Stewart, He's hosted this thing for the last couple years. It's kind of like a fundraiser for autism awareness. I don't remember the name of the charity exactly, which is my bad. But it's a night where all these stars get together, do acts, do skits, do this and that. And a lot of celebrities and a lot of companies actually auction off like things. Like, spend a day with this person, you can do this, you can do that. So your boy actually entered the contest, an auction, I guess you can call it, where I can be Conan O'Brien's co-host for a day. So what's your boy luck? I paid for 25 entries. I am waiting. We won't find out until February, which means I have more time to, A, buy more entries to be Conan O'Brien's co-host or buy new ones. I can hang out with Seth Meyers for a day, which I think he's one of the smartest writers on television right now, on late night. Or I could change pants with Jimmy Fallon for a day and win tickets to the Super Bowl. I don't think Jimmy Fallon's going to fit in my pants. But if you want to check out what's going on, check go to omaze.com slash stars. They have a lot of things. It's $25 for 25 entries. It's definitely going to a worthy cause. Omaze.com slash stars. So after this week, I told you my DVR was around 90s, high 80s, flirting with 90, down to 27. Not bad, huh? Hopefully. Getting this note by, okay. Got this note from my assistant. Then you're doing a wrestling podcast. Get back to wrestling dick. See how these people talk to me? No respect. I got excited. The Red Bull kicked in. I'm amped up. But anyway, I guess they're right. Let's move on. Survivor Series happened. And a friend of our show, Rich, 
It's like Dick Williams was there, ringside, camera view. He was there for the entire weekend, NXT, Survivor Series, Raw, and SmackDown. He was sitting to, if you're watching on TV, he's sitting to the bottom left hand of your screen. He's got the long hair. No, no, no. Not the pretty one. The weird looking one. Yeah, that's him. You know, this guy sat ringside for four nights. He's a friend of the show. He's been on here a couple of times. You think he would have wore a shot of wrestling shirt? Maybe held up a shot of wrestling sign. But no, thanks, asshole. Anyway, Green Man was supposed to have him in studio. However, Green Man's not here. Ergo, Rich is not here. So I shot him a text and tell him we're doing the show. He said, give him a call. I'll talk about it. So let's dial it up. It's ringing. Hi, uh, you reach Richard. I can't make it to the phone right now. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. Slick Dick, what's going on? It's your boy at Michael J. Putty here in studio doing the show. You said you would call, talk about your weekend, so give me a call back. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. We all want to hear about your weekend, so uh, get back to us. All right, great. So while we wait for him to call back, let's talk about Survivor Series. It's been a little over a week now, so you know what happened. But here's my two cents. You know, the Shield, Raw, Shield shirt, Matchup? No. Don't do that again. That sucked. Made no sense. Uh, speaking of t-shirts, yeah, John Cena, Triple H, not wearing their shirts of their respective brands. Green Man knows this. If you guys know me by now, you know, wear the fucking t-shirt. You know, it's all about John Cena wearing the Nexus t-shirt, and he never did until one day he finally wore the t-shirt. I was pleasantly surprised because you're part of the group Wear the fucking group t-shirt. Now, Triple H is the boss. You know, he has his own, he has a brand new t-shirt coming out. WrestleMania season is coming out. He has his own shirt. And for this week, for this uh, pay-per-view, instead of black, he made it red. All right. Understandable. John Cena's a free agent. No allegiance. Even though he was drafted to SmackDown Live. Spent most of last year on SmackDown Live. He has no allegiance to any brand. His allegiance is to the WWE Universe. Men respect him for that. I get it. Come on. Come on. Wear the Raw shirt. Wear the fucking SmackDown Live shirt. Come on. Another thing about Survivor Series, that commentary. Whoo! Was that annoying? I was not a fan of the commentary. Too much going on. Way too much going on. You got Raw going up 2-0. I like the fact that it kept score. I don't think they did it last year. I wasn't expecting it. But it was cool, and Raw goes up 2-0, and they're talking about how Raw is a dominating performance. Okay, that makes sense. SmackDown ties it up. No longer dominating performance, you know? I'm a big fan of Corey Graves. I love what he's doing. But his allegiance is with Raw, and you can tell that during Survivor Series. So can we get a new guy in SmackDown? Come on. Bring back uh, Dave Otunga. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. He's going through a lot of shit right now. If you listen to TMZ with his wife... But anybody, give me anybody, but but don't let Corey Graves do this because his allegiance is raw. And speaking of the commentary team, listen to this. Look at Sit Go. You hear that? Sit Go. Michael Cole repeatedly kept calling Cheesecake Knock Him Over Shin. That's not his nickname. 
no one calls him Shin, don't call him Shin, drove me crazy. And speaking of your boy, Cheesecake Nakamura, we started the countdown to episode 100. And come with me into the DeLorean as we go back to episode 3. If you're a loyal listener, you know we have this segment called Hair of the Dog, where you, the listener, can let us know if we make any mistakes. Well, Green Man thought he had me when talking about Cheesecake. And listen in as Green Man totally butchers his name. Michael J., last episode, you mentioned Suzuki Nintendo as a new signing to NXT. And Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm so excited. No, no, Cannot no, no, wait. no, no. Wait. I was a little confused. I was listening to the episode. And I had no idea what you're talking about. So I had to do a little research. And after my research had concluded, I learned that I I thought, well, this is the only thing that made sense. NXT did sign a new superstar, and his name is Shinzuki Nakamura, not okay. Suzuki Nintendo. Okay, well, obviously you don't didn't do your research. Um, Suzuki Nintendo was his stage name at New Japan All Pro Wrestling, so. NXT signed Suzuki Nintendo, therefore, I'm actually correct. Oh. So good luck. Oh. Try next. Try again next week. Okay. Oh, the dog bites back. Yeah, see, don't make mistakes. Don't uh. make mistakes here. <laughs> Did you hear that? Is Shinzuki Nakamura? That was episode three back in March fifth, twenty sixteen, and Green Man can't even pronounce Cheesecake Nakamura's name correctly. Man, what a joke. You know, it was a couple of years ago, there was a report that Vince McMahon was considering getting rid of the stale Survivor Series. But I think to keep this format, Raw vs. SmackDown, it would become one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. I think it has the potential to be one of the second biggest pay-per-views of the year. I was looking, re- looking forward to it. It was a great build, great job. But I've noticed, sort of on topic, the last couple of years, it's kind of bothered me that the fact that Thanksgiving itself as a holiday is being ignored. It's a day where you're supposed to be your friends, be your family, and reflect on the past year and what you're thankful for. But people just use it as a holiday shopping day, day off from work, and a gateway to Christmas. You'll notice year in, year out, people are playing Christmas music sooner and sooner. I was in uh, Macy's in the first week of November, they were playing Christmas music. So as the years go by, Thanksgiving is being ignored. You know, people spend their Thanksgiving not with their families, but putting up the Christmas decorations. Seems like all people care about is Halloween. Then after Halloween, it's the road to Christmas. You have two months to get ready for Christmas. You know, I'm starting to feel that if they keep this format, Survivor Series is going to be Halloween. Because that means the Royal Rumble is starting to feel to me like Thanksgiving. The Royal Rumble is starting to get ignored, become less important, less significant. Because the last... For the while now, going into the Rumble, we mostly know who the winner is going to be. So it's not as important to find out who, when you were a kid, who was winning the Royal Rumble, who's going to WrestleMania. We know by now. Us wrestling smarks know. So if the Survivor Series is Halloween, you know, all we care about now after Survivor Series, after Raw and SmackDown collide, is the WrestleMania season. WrestleMania's here. What are they going to do for WrestleMania? Everyone's talking about WrestleMania. So that's just a little side. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your thoughts on the Rumble? Is the Rumble kind of becoming Thanksgiving where it's being ignored and neglected? Dial it up, 619-343-3005, inbox at a shot of wrestling. 
It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right, folks, let's get into the news. As we've seen on this past week's Raw and SmackDown, the E added Mandy Rhodes and Sonya Deville to Raw along with the returning page. And they also called up Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan to this SmackDown roster. Now, I always watch Tough Enough. I'm a big Tough Enough fan. So I watched it, I think it was two years ago, and Mandy Rhodes was the hottest the, the big topic, and Sonia Deville, I still feel weird saying that, because to me, she's Daria. I watch a lot of reality TV, a lot of competition shows, and I don't vote. I just watch it. I don't vote for who I like. I don't tend to attach myself to people. But Mandy Rose was someone who I actually voted for. Judge Daniel Bryan wasn't a big fan of hers. I don't remember how Hulk Hogan felt. It was way too early until he got the boot over that whole scandal. They replaced him with The Miz. And for those of you who didn't watch in 2015... Each judge had a save. So if someone is in jeopardy of being eliminated, they could save that person. And the big controversy, I think it was maybe even week one, maybe week two of The Miz being a judge, Mandy was in the bottom, and he saved her just for being hot. Daniel Bryan wasn't a fan of hers. He didn't really think she had what it took, but Miz saved her. So if y'all are a big Mandy Rose fan like I am, thank The Miz. So Mandy Rose and Daria had a pretty you know, rapid ascent to the main roster, less than two years but the decision to call these ladies up from NXT was made by Vince McMahon himself, as he felt both Raw and SmackDown women's divisions were starting to get stale. He reportedly made the decision to add a few more faces a while ago, shortly after the May Young Classic, but out of the five women they called up, Manny Rose is said to be the one the officials have been the most interested in, as they have wanted to call her up for a while now. This is a lot. Now, is it about her talent or about her looks? I guess you'll be the judge in the coming weeks. As I mentioned a while ago, I talked about a woman all-female Royal Rumble. Well, according to a report from the Wrestling Observer, WWE is not planning on having any type of women's Royal Rumble in the near future. However, our folks across the pond, the UK Sun, has heard a different report. According to them, the WWE is indeed planning to have an all-female Royal Rumble at this upcoming pay-per-view, Royal Rumble in January 2018. And that's the real reason these six women have been, five women have been called up to the main roster. So I guess in a couple weeks, we'll find out what's going on. We'll keep you abreast. And in similar news, speaking of the Royal Rumble, Vince McMahon has reportedly nixed the original plan for Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar as the co-main event for the 2018 Royal Rumble. McMahon feels Balor isn't over enough, which people are taking as an explanation as to why he lost to Samoa Joe this past Raw. McMahon is also believed to not want anybody to kick out of the F5 until WrestleMania, where the plan is to have Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And man, oh man, in other news, my man Batista recently appeared on the Jim Ross Report podcast and revealed that he would like to have one more run in the WWE under the right circumstances. He ain't alone in that. And I quote, yes, I would love to go back. But the reason why I haven't gone back is because I don't want to be a one-off. I want to go back. I want to wrestle, man. I want to do some house shows. I want to be a part of the program. I love it. You know, the one-off thing, the cheap pop thing, man, it doesn't do anything for me. So, no, it's a matter of scheduling. And if I could go back, and you know, if I happen to get injured, it's going to affect something else, please come back. Man, I'm a big Baptista fan. Green Man even bought me a leather jacket for Christmas a couple years ago because I was such a big Baptista fan. Because, man, that, bad, that man is badass. Haters are going to hate. And I got two words for you. 
other news. The E is reportedly in talks with Facebook to produce a weekly Facebook Live show. The idea would be for the show to air live on Facebook after SmackDown goes off the air. This, of course, would mean that 205 Live would be recorded prior to SmackDown, which that's the rumor going on for a while now because the ratings on the network is not drawing well. So they're thinking of doing it beforehand and doing this Facebook Live show right after SmackDown. Now, the format would reportedly include stars from both Raw and SmackDown with the idea of a lot of mixed tags, men and women against each other. What's, that's new, kind of fresh. You don't see that that often. The expected launch date will be around January 2018. Now, a question to you folks is, who watches Facebook Live? Would you watch a live one-hour show on Facebook Live? I doubt it. But if you would, let us know. Dial it up, 619-343-3005. Inbox at a shot of wrestling. In other news... The one match at Survivor Series where I wanted Raw to win was, of course, The Miz. The Miz reportedly lost the Intercontinental title to Roman Reigns on Raw because he'll be taking some time off from TV to film the latest edition of the Marine film franchise, The Marine Six Close Quarters, which will also feature Becky Lynch and the Hall of Famer, the icon, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. The synopsis, if you're wondering, like myself, I'll let you know. When Jake Carter, The Miz, and fellow Marine Luke Tapper, Shawn Michaels, stumble upon a kidnapped girl being held prisoner by a dangerous gang of international criminals, they find themselves in the crosshairs as they try to save the girl and bring her kidnappers to justice. And speaking of Becky Lynch, during a recent interview, she talked about not being on Total Divas. And I quote, it's not something I ever wanted for myself. It's a great opportunity for the women, but I never envisioned myself in that role. And there's a certain mystique about myself that I like to keep. I don't want to give out too much of Rebecca Quinn. Smart move. But that would be something to see because I don't know anything about Becky Lynch. I don't know anything about Rebecca Quinn. I know she's dating some MMA guy. So she would be someone I would like to see on Total Divas to find out a little bit more about her, get to know her a little better. Now, y'all, are we ready for this in other news? There were reportedly some big plans in store for James Ellsworth. Apparently, Vince McMahon himself actually had an idea which would see James Ellsworth compete at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Former creative uh, writer James McKenna recently revealed that as of August, the idea was being discussed to have Ellsworth announce that he was going to turn transgender in order to compete in the SmackDown Women's Division and challenge Charlotte Flair for the championship at WrestleMania 34 that I guess we're all happy did not come to fruition. In other news, Matt Hardy has been involved in a legal battle, as we all know by now, against Anthem and Impact Wrestling over the trademark for Broken Universe and Broken Hardy. Hardy has reportedly once again filed for the trademark with the USPTO. The trademark will be published on December 19th, and anybody who wishes to dispute their claim will have to do so within 30 days. Now, everybody since Matt Hardy had been signed wants broken Matt Hardy in the WWE Universe. And he's even been teasing it nonstop, including this past Monday with this interview. Last night, he almost separated my shoulder. And he's still out there pushing my buttons. Mike Rome, now is not the time to push Matt Hardy. Elias, now is not the time to push Matt Hardy. If you continue to push me, I am going to reach my breaking point, And you're going to see how dangerous, how reckless, how foolhardy Matt Hardy can truly be. Question full hardy what does that even mean and does anybody really care anymore about broken matt hardy no i'm a matt hardy guy he's my hardy i wasn't a jeff guy i am a matt hardy guy so i would like to see him being elevated to more of a prominent role maybe a more main event more fixture on raw but does anybody really care about broken matt hardy anymore 
or is it just me because I'm not in tune with the whole TNA Broken Man Hardy thing. So let me know. Shut me up. Inbox a shot of wrestling 619-343-3005. Are you excited about apparently the impending debut of Broken Matt Hardy? And in other sad news, recently the Ugandan giant Kamala was recently hospitalized and was in critical condition. However, the good news is now is being reported that he is able to breathe on his own and has been taking off a ventilator. Although he isn't able to speak just yet, he is reportedly con- conscious and aware of what's going on after being taken off medication they gave him for his surgery. But as for why he was taken to the hospital, it is being reported that it was indeed caused by his diabetes, which is an issue has been struggling with for many years now. And I think he had both his legs removed because of diabetes. Also some fluid in his lungs. So hopefully when he gets his uh, ability to speak, you come to your boss here at a shot of wrestling, maybe talk about what's going on with him. And in other news, you know, I noticed a trend, I'm sure you all did by now, that there's no mercy was a SmackDown pay-per-view, and this year it was Raw. Last year, T- Hell in a Cell was a Raw pay-per-view. This year, it was a SmackDown pay-per-view. Well, this year, Money in the Bank was a SmackDown pay-per-view. So, much like everybody, I'm assuming this Money in the Bank coming up in 2018 will be a Raw pay-per-view, which it was scheduled to be. However, it now will be a co-branded event, which means both Raw and SmackDown will be vying for the briefcase, which I can only assume they'll mean they'll go back to the red briefcase, They'll go back to the blue briefcase. They'll have a raw money in the bank and a SmackDown money in the bank. But now with the addition of the females having their own ladder match, I kind of would rather see a money in the bank men's and a money in the bank women's interbrand. So whoever wins that briefcase will get the opportunity to cash in on whoever they want. So if it's an eight-man ladder match, you have four men from SmackDown, four men from Raw, and whoever grabs that briefcase can cash in on their respective brands, but also the opportunity to cash in on maybe SmackDown. Same thing for the women. I think it would be more exciting, but then that kind of impedes on the whole Survivor Series thing, which I just realized as I'm talking out loud, I'm not going to edit it out. So I'll probably get four ladder matches, which kind of sounds a little bit much. So we'll see what happens. We'll report if we hear anything coming up. But in other news, finally... It was announced this past week that the 15th annual WWE Tribute to the Troops will be held on Tuesday, December 5th at the Naval Base in San Diego. I know I said it wrong, but those who watch Anchorman know what I'm talking about. There will be a two-hour special airing on the USA Network on Thursday, December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. So let's get into some Raw and SmackDown cheers and heels coming off a big preview, which, you know, although went the way many of us thought it would go, except for that ending, which I forgot to talk about in the beginning of the show. That ending was weird. Um, I talked about how I thought Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would come in and interfere and cost SmackDown the match. Well, they came and interfered, but had no impact on the ending. The whole Triple H thing and Braun Strowman thing was weird. Braun Strowman was upset that he felt Triple H, he doesn't like being betrayed or backstabbed. I don't feel Triple H backstabbed or betrayed him. I kind of felt he, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but Braun Strowman, hashtag get over it. Let's get into some Raw. I mean, there wasn't really much to talk about, surprisingly, in my opinion, except... Both women are down, Alicia Fox and Bailey on the outside of the ring. Who's going to take advantage of this situation right here? That's the question. What? Wait a minute! 
she's back! Oh my God! Paige is back! Taking advantage of the situation. Oh my God! This capacity crowd is screaming, and Sasha and Mickey are shocked. The former champions here. Did you miss me? Um, yes, very much so. Happy to see my girl Paige back. It was surprising. I was not expecting that. It. I was half asleep on my couch. I heard that scream. Your boy perked up, turned around, and saw the beautiful, beautiful page back and she brought like you mentioned earlier Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville are they just randomly thrown together or do you think they'll exploit their whole tough enough connection some people have actually forgotten that Paige was a judge on tough enough so I'm curious to see where this goes we're going to also cheers uh that Miz match I thoroughly enjoyed it Miz held his own against Roman Reigns we we talked about why he lost but i think you know miz was great he he's shown why he is where he is he's shown why he is in the main event people shit on him for being soft and that's just a gimmick it's just a shtick the miz is great give him an opportunity now i was i wrote that down on my little notepad saying how i was enjoying that match and surprised there was no interference of course lo and behold there was interference which i think took away i don't the interference had nothing to do with the miz and roman reigns it had to do with the whole uh, dean ambrose and uh Sheamus team's rivalry had nothing to do with what was going on in the match so that it could have done without that because that rivalry is already already set in stone it didn't need to take away from that Miz match but ah not the ending I won I'm a big Roman Reigns fan but I'm a bigger Miz fan so ah it just sucked I'm gonna cheers Kane you know I've been high on Kane since he returned I'm loving Kane's new stick. I'm loving his storyline, how he's the monster. His rivalry with uh, Braun Strowman. Man, he fucking kicked that guy's ass when Kane took that steel chair to Braun Strowman's throat and he just collided it against the steel chairs. Not steel chairs, uh, the steel steps. It brought me back immediately to when I was a kid when uh, I believe it was Crush took Macho Man and he crushed his larynx against the uh, steel barricade. So I'm curious to see where they go with that. Of course, Braun Strowman refused medical attention as he did when he was crushed in that ambulance. So Braun Strowman's untouchable. He's a monster amongst men. What is the end result here? What is Braun Strowman's end result? Does he become champion? And if so, who beats him? When does he become mortal? When does he become not a monster, but a man? What does the future hold for Braun Strowman? I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I don't see any clues. I don't think they know yet. I think they're writing it. By the seat of their pants with this guy. Do you know what's going on with Braun Strowman? What do you want to see the end result of Braun Strowman? Let us know. 619-343-3005. Or inbox at a shot of wrestling. That's all I got ready for Raw. I mean, the highlight, was, of course, was the women. Nothing really much happened else besides that. Of course, Roman Reigns. But So you already moved to the A-Show. Smackdown. You got a lot of confidence by Shane McMahon. SmackDown lost, but he still said that SmackDown was the show, the A show. You got to support that confidence. Going to heal Sami Zayn, I guess because I feel like I have to because Sami Zayn sucks. He was trying to be funny, and many people thought he was funny. He got over what he was supposed to be doing, except this guy. I don't care about Sami Zayn. I don't care about him as a face. I don't care about him as a heel, which is surprising. I like heels. It's not working for me. So we're going to heal that. And you know what? I'm going to cheers the Bludgeon Brothers intro. It was, you know... Drew me in. It hooked me. I was like, oh, that's cool. I liked it. 
I don't don't know why he's still wearing that fucking mask. That what sheet mask with the gas mask. You don't need it. Get rid of it. The maroon black outfits. Not too keen on. But I'm not gonna heal it yet. I'm gonna give it a couple more weeks. Gonna cheers that Jay Uso Shelton Benjamin match, or as many people call it, a clinic. Great match. I mean, Usos could do no wrong in my book, as you guys know. Usos are on fire. They're doing great work on the mic and in the ring. But are like the Usos now like a face? Are they the good guys and the Benjamin Gable now the heels and bad guys? Was that a subtle turn here? Because they they blew out his knee like a week or two ago, and now this. It's just what's going on here. I don't want the Usos to fall into the trap of Randy Orton and become bland and boring and stale when they're a face. Keep the Usos heel. Let them keep doing what they're doing. And let's see what's going on. It was announced the Fashion Files are coming back next week. You know me, I love the Fashion Files, but it's just getting a little now. What's going on? What's the point of this? What's it's getting? A little, I'm, is it leading to something? The Bludgeon Brothers debuted. Now, is it the Bludgeon Brothers? So there is a kind of a hook of like, what's going on? Who are the two B? Is it the Bludgeon Brothers? But it's also kind of boring. Like, come on, give me two minutes of comedy. What's going on with the Fashion Files? I hope something happens next week. If it does, you know, damn well, I'll be cheering that shit. My final cheer is that Lumberjack main event. Why am I cheering it? Because, you know, it's good to see the clones. Mike Bennett. And that number 10 guy, they still have jobs. They're still doing, they're still employed. I was so high on Mike Bennett, man. Mike, uh, Mike Canales. Or as the voice, Erwin Escobar calls him Mr. Marie Canales. As we all know, Maria is not on TV. She's not traveling. She is pregnant with their first child. But while she's off TV for God knows how long, you know, give Mike a new gimmick. You can keep the Mike Canales name, but don't be this lovey-dovey. Maria's on his jacket. Maria's on his pants. Give him some badass. Give him something to do. Give him, put him in the U.S. title picture when Baron Corbin loses it. I want to see Mike Bennett more often on SmackDown. Um, side cheers. Woods coming out dressed like an actual lumberjack for a lumberjack match. The voice pointed out to me. I didn't even notice it myself. I went back to watch it. Nice touch. Man, nice touch. Good, good job, New Day. You know, that's really all I got for Raw and SmackDown. Not much really happened of merit for myself. If you disagree, hit us up on Facebook and Instagram or Twitter. Let us know. But since this brand split happened, we had a heel commissioner on raw and a face general manager still to this day on smackdown we've had a face commissioner and a face general manager do you think it's time to change do you think it's time to turn one of them and who would you turn would you turn shane i mean because shane works what four days a month maybe five as a pay-per-view and he left early on smackdown to go back to the hotel so he wouldn't do something he would regret and usually when someone leaves a show in the middle of the show something happens get Nothing happened. There was no payoff to him leaving. So does that mean Shane's going to turn heel and be mad at Daniel Bryan for not firing these guys? I'm curious to see what's going on. It's just a weird dynamic all of a sudden on SmackDown. So I'm curious to see where this goes. But as for the ratings, this week Raw drew a 3.031 million. This is up 6.7% from last week's 2.841 million. It was also the first time Raw has topped 3 million in months. Raw finished number three for the night, followed behind SportsCenter and Monday Night Football. This week's SmackDown drew a 2.662 million, which is up 2% from last week's 2.607. So both shows were up. SmackDown was number four in viewership for the night, falling behind the curse of Oak Island, Tucker and Hannity. SmackDown was number one in viewership for the 18 to 49 demographic. Let's start wrapping things up here to our go-home thoughts. You know, Slick Dick 
Richard has still not called the hotline yet to talk about his Survivor Series weekend, but we did receive a voicemail. I had not screened it yet, so I figured we have a lot of time to kill. Let's let's listen to it live, so I'll listen to it along with you for the first time. Let's see what happens. Uh, hey, Michael. I uh, just wanted to uh, get your opinion on something. I feel like um, I know you guys have a big riffraff with uh, Sami Zayn, but uh, I just feel like every time that guy opens his mouth, he sounds like a like whining Jewish old lady. Uh, I would love to hear your views on this, and uh, yeah, thanks. You guys rock. First and foremost, thank you, caller, for your call. But we do insist you leave your name and where you're calling from so we can at least talk to you directly. But thank you for your call. I'm happy it wasn't an Eric Jaden Love hotline as I was listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, hope it's not a love advice because your boy's been single for years and I do not have love advice to dish out. But yeah, so um, I don't know how an old Jewish woman talks. But I will take your word for it. I don't really pay attention to when Sami Zayn talks or when he's on my screen. So I can't really answer that question for you. Hashtag fuck Sami Zayn. So that's, that's really all I got. I mean, I got still some shit left in my Wiley Coyote mug. Hold on. <sighs> Something went viral this week was the implosion of the Georgia Dome in Hotlanta. The Weather Channel set up a camera. They were planning this for days to get this capture of this moment of when the, the legendary Georgia Dome was imploded. At the point of explosion, a MARTA bus pulled up, stopped to watch what was going on, and totally blocked their camera angle. So that sucks. I guess they were having the worst week ever. But it goes back to the Georgia Dome, which is no longer... But as a wrestling fan, we got to talk about the Georgia Dome. The, the legendary Georgia Dome officially opened back in 1992 and hosted several major professional wrestling events. During the famous Monday Night Wars, Bill Goldberg actually defeated Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the WCW slash NWO World Championship during a memorable edition of Monday Night Nitro, July of 1998, in front of 40,000 fans. I'm not a WCW guy, as y'all know by now, but the Georgia Dome is memorable because it also hosted WrestleMania 27 back in 2013, which saw The Undertaker defeat Triple H yet get carted off in a no-holds-barred match, which was one of the most epic in his undefeated streak at that time. And in the main event, it showed The Miz successfully retain the WWE Championship against John Cena. Which is very special to me because when The Miz became champion, I controlled Green Man, the rights to Green Man, the name, the image, the gimmick. So The Miz as WWE Champion, his reign, very near and dear to my heart. Of course, he won because, you know, you know, uh, interference with the Rock, with the Rock Johnson. But no, no one cares about that. So this is the conclusion of episode 92, which means we are two months away from 100. So if you are a new listener, thank you. If you are an old listener, thank you. Make sure you go back and listen to our other episodes. Catch up. It's like a time capsule. Like report the news in detail. So go back. Listen to Green Man Butcher Cheesecake's name in episode three. Make sure you listen Green Man Fuck Up in episode 13, episode 10, episode 27. This is an agreement fuck up in each and every episode. So, with that being said, make sure you like us on Facebook, A Shot of Wrestling. Like us and follow us on Instagram, A Shot of Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter, Shot of Wrestling. No A. 
and get involved. Get into the conversation. Dial it up. 619-343-3005. You don't want your voice here on the radio. If you don't like your voice, email us at an inbox at a shot of wrestling. Your voice, your comments, your questions can be aired on the next episode of A Shot of Wrestling. The show is from the fans to the fans. So we want to make sure you guys are entertained and get involved. Because A Shot of Wrestling, when you're here, your family. So hope you all enjoy your Thanksgiving, your Black Friday, your Cyber Monday, your Gray Thursday, whatever the fuck they're called nowadays. But I have been your host for episode 92 at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, hopefully the Green Man will be here. Putty out. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.